want to talk to someone about it we need to talk to someone we about Louie. <laughs> hey kate hi mary how, it <laughs> how long has it been since you've been to a hairdresser <laughs> well That's not in your home <laughs> uh yeah look there's been a bit of a home uh attempts going on luckily <laughs> Luckily, if you're cutting your own hair, you're less likely to find knits. So I'm talking that up as a win. <laughs> Aren't you? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, uh, if you haven't cottoned on, we're talking about the episode of Hairdressers today. And, uh, Mary, I am slightly ashamed to admit I haven't had a haircut since December. And, um, oh, whoa. you know, I'm getting to the point now. Actually, one good thing that's come out of lockdown, I think, maybe, is that um, because I haven't been straightening my hair, because I've had nowhere to go, um, my hair's actually gone back to being quite curly. So there you go. ISO benefits. That's my hairdressers. Okay. So I'm hoping that my hairdresser um, forgives me for leaving it so long between because I definitely won't be able to get a cut now until at least September late September probably by the time we're out of lockdown in Victoria. And, yeah, I'm hoping the lack of heat damage makes up for my uh, absence. So <laughs> I feel like hairdressers might understand. I think a few hairdressers might also be, like, climbing up our plaited manes to, like, rescue us from towers by the end of this. <laughs> so, have you been up to much? Oh, yeah, I've been. Oh, that's very interesting. Now, would you like both ears pink or one pink and one green? You know, we have plenty of reasons why we might not be fronting up to the hairdressers too regularly. But um, having watched this episode, I reckon I've got at least five more reasons now. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole level of violence in this episode that I just wasn't expecting when, you know, like because hairdressers you kind of imagine, um, you know, like it's quite a girly activity really, isn't it? Like, you know, oh, we're going to play with each other's hair and, you know, I was expecting some braids, um, that sort of thing. I was not expecting uh, full-blown flower attacks in the backyard <laughs> with water bombs and rakes and cricket bats and nip birds. So, uh, yeah, it got wild yeah. very fast. Look, as the meme says, that escalated quickly. But <laughs> I think from the very first scene we do get a sense of the impending chaos because it looks so calm. Bingo's lying on the floor drawing, uh, but Bluey, uh, bless her socks, uh, has that bouncy ball, which she randomly just super, super, which she randomly throws and, you know, instant just chaos. And, like, just from that very simple thing, I feel like so much is foreshadowed because (laughs) she is the driver of the chaos uh, with that bouncy ball move. But, of course, this episode is all about bingo, really, isn't Mm. it? Bluey, can we do one um, pink and the other? um, How about we... uh... I think we'll do the pink. Now, I found it uh, similarly to Bandit in Pirates, where he got a bit nervous around the cool dad, let's say, in the playground, I did find it a little bit weird that Bingo was suddenly totally lost for words. How did that sit with you? Yeah, that's that's true. It's But 
Have we ever seen her very loquacious, I suppose? Like she does generally follow uh, Bluey's lead. So perhaps this is a situation where Bluey has already, you know, this this doesn't look like the first time that Chili's given her the lecture, let Bingo take the lead, give Mm -hmm. her some space, you know, let her use her voice and you use your ears. Um, So I wonder if this has been playing for a while and Bluey's actually, before this episode started, already taken a step back to just let Bingo even try and get a word in. And then this is what happens when Bluey finally gives her some space. I'll tell you what, yeah, she really she really goes for it when she finally does. I was just like, well, that's a bit wild. Um, anyway, uh, getting far too far down the track. Uh, let's back it up. So this is the first time, Mary, that we see inside the healer's ensuite. And for a house that has pretty bad guttering, I have to say their ensuite is very on trend. Like we've got devil's ivy, we've got green subway tiles, we've got the double sink with the brass fittings. It is is spacious and stylish in there. Do you think they went to Hammer Barn and did a bit of hacking? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It looks like a total Hammer Barn job, yeah. <laughs> Forget the pizza um, oven. They've been buying up the tiles and the and the grout. Um, yeah, it, it's really nice. Like you know, why haven't I was surprised we haven't seen this part of the house before. Well, actually, no. I've I think we may have once in Copycat because we see oh. Bluey and Bandit at the double sinks when she. Uh, is copying him maybe but it's just the most fleeting glance um yeah it certainly didn't get the sort of lush overtones in that one and also I think the loveliness of the bathroom is meant to kind of indicate this is a quite high-end salon (laughs) that uh, Bluey and Bingo are running and clearly it attracts a high-end kind of customer with Bert Handsome. Hello, ladies. Oh, another customer. Welcome to the hairdressers. Do you have a, um, um, an appointment? Yes, that thing. Well, of course. The name's Bert. Bert Handsome. Yes. What do you reckon? As 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 a bandit fake name, is it up there as one of the better ones or has he kind of phoned this in? (laughs) I was just thinking back to our Tinder profile conversation about Romeo McFlourish, you know, like if you saw Romeo McFlourish and then Bert Handsome, both of them are pretty bad options, right? Like, you know, like uh, I like that he was trying to find something that did what it said on the tin, Um, you know, Bandit is a very handsome uh, dog, let's not forget. But, um, yeah, uh, any any bragging like that is uh, – Chili wasn't vibing it. You could just see on her face. So, um, I think Chili might have been uh, very much channeling perhaps you and I at the hairdressers on those rare occasions <laughs> we do get there. Like he overhears some pretty hilarious things at the hairdressers and – I've been known to sort of catch myself realising you're surrounded by mirrors and your just look of, you know, (laughs) what did they say (laughs) has just been bounced off five mirrors all around you back to the person that you were uh, somewhat. Eavesdropping. uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So you do have to you do have to go very um, poker face at a hairdresser's and Chili behind that magazine I think is pulling it off pretty well. So please tell me what you've been up to. Oh well, I've just bought a new house because I have so much money and my last house was too small to fit in all the trophies I'd won for being so handsome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm no wonder hairdressers get a little bit judgy, right? Because they must hear all sorts of really random stuff from people. Like they would hear all the deep, dark secrets. In fact, um, I'm pretty sure there's a program in Australia where hairdressers were being trained to spot signs of things like family violence because um, women going to the hair salon might be more open with a hairdresser than they would um, in other settings. So, yeah, keeper of secrets and doer of things. Uh, and Yeah, and yeah. potentially helper of all, which yeah. is pretty lovely. Um, don't know if Bluey and Bingo in this case quite have those skills. Their listening <laughs> seems to be a bit lacking. Wait a minute. What is it? Oh, a net. Huh? You've got nets. What? Yeah, well, they seem to be inciting the violence too, rather yeah. than like <laughs> yeah, true. stopping yeah. it anyway. Protecting um, victims. Yeah, exactly. Um, the reaction to the knit. Uh, now, let's face it, knits, even the word knit makes me want to itch my scalp and, um, you know, just get the heebie-jeebies from head to toe when you get that note in your kid's backpack from school or daycare saying that there has been knits. Um, oh, oh. Is the reaction justified, I guess, uh, is what I'm trying to work out. Come on, Bingo, this is an emergency. Look, you'd think um, for a dog family, uh, parasites would not be such a shock. (laughs) But, but yeah, obviously Bingo and Bluey uh, feel the need to escalate pretty quickly, this (laughs) knit discovery. Um, It's on his scalp first, but you've just got to love that the knits are quickly spreading uh, to the point that Bingo gets to yell. Ah! (laughs) Poor bandit in his butt. I think this should become a meme all on its own, really. Like he's got butt knits. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. But oh, doesn't um, Bert Hansom's story just unravel at the first sign of drama? Yeah, look, you, you. there was not much sympathy going for him as he was this boastful Bert Hampson with all his trophies at home for just how handsome he is. But um, hearing that he lives at home with his mum and his look of instant terror, you, <laughs> your heart does kind of break for him pretty quickly. Um, flashbacks to Tickle Crabs in this one with obviously Bandit being the um, the sole recipient of all the girls' most violent tendencies. <laughs> but pretty early on you realise that and I've seen a lot of commentary around is this episode a bit too rough, is it inciting violence? Mm. Um, from that first moment when the girls uh, march Bandit to the shower and he says, uh, I'll do it nice and warm. Uh, no, um, it has to be... Um- What? Nits hate cold showers. <laughs> but, but... Do it? Uh, well, I 
guess you're the experts. Yes! Uh, and I can come so, on the same wavelengths as you, Mary, because in my mind, that statement alone, he's asking for it. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was only one response he could have possibly gotten for that. So, yeah, he is playing along. The fact that the hair suddenly, like, instantly stands up um, on him, like, I was going to say on his head, all over him, um, is probably, like, it seems to indicate he did turn on the cold tap as well. Like, if that was me, I would have played along, oh, yes, it's terribly cold. Uh, But, no, he looked pretty cold. Well, yeah, because they've got the two taps there. So I'm wondering if he had um, moved the hot one, if the girls would have called him out on it and it would have just been easier just to endure a few seconds of that chilly uh, Brisbane water. Surely it's not even that cold. Um, yeah, we're hopeful. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it was a nice warm day or something. I think Bandit shows in this episode just what a good sport he is um, playing along with the girls, taking it way, way, way too far than any other parent ever should, in my opinion. But, um, (laughs) yeah, it it is quite lovely to see a dad um, on screen playing hairdressers with his kids. I mean, you always see those memes and stuff on Facebook, don't you? Like, oh, this dad got his daughter to paint his nails or, you know, and they're hailed as being amazing. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so you know, let's let's make yeah, pay sweet. tribute to Bandit. He is going the full extra mile here to to yeah. Make this the is happy. this is more than a nail paint job. That is definitely the case. <laughs> uh, within like he's almost instantly in fetal position on the floor, um, and that's not enough of a signal for the girls to lay off. Even Chili. Um, when we get to the point where Bandit's being asked if he still has nits and the obvious overtones is Bingo hasn't had enough of this game and hasn't had enough of a turn. Um, <laughs> it's almost another case of Romeo McFlourish manfully offering to eat the concoction. He's um, so itchy. He- it's okay. I think the nits have all gone. There definitely wasn't one or two left for bingo. I don't think so. Are you sure you're not still a little bit itchy? Oh, well. I've never seen people going, hooray, he's still got this before. <laughs> what a line. Um, I used to work in a pharmacy when we were at university, Mary. I don't know if you um, remember the Cape from the Ring Chemist the days. Yeah, um, I have so many stories about nits. It would like just people walking in. I remember this one lady. She came in with like the Ziploc container, just slammed it down on the counter, and said, "What's that?" And all I could see were these little <laughs> things jumping around in it. And she, I was Whoa. like, um. Took half a step back. That they're nits. You're going to need to get some treatment. And as I was telling her what they were, she started getting her finger and killing them by squashing them through the plastic. What, she took the oh, yeah. Like she would just like you know they were in the Ziploc bag, and then she get her finger and like pressing them to kill them. And then she started just itching her head just that little oh. bit, and I was just like ah. A nip bird would have come in really handy right about then. I yeah, didn't even know. Well. We should have had one at the chemist. Yeah, and a cricket bat um, <laughs> as things escalate. Um, yeah, look, it's funny 
we've talked before about, you know, old school cartoons and how extreme violence kind of was just so par for the course. Mm. Um, Obviously, this episode thinks it can get away with it as well, which, um, you know, Bandit is obviously a willing participant, which I don't think... Um, the wily coyotes ever were when the, um, that acme, whatever it was, fell on their heads yet again from the sky. Um, but I, I was listening to a podcast recently about making that hilarious kind of kids comedy um, cartoon violence translate to um, live action, which oh, yeah. um which you don't see very often, but the movie um, that this podcast was talking about was George of the Jungle, oh. which have you ever seen that one with Brendan Fraser? Yeah, but it was like a really old one, right? Like it was, was that late 90s? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it was so yeah, hot so, in that. So, uh, but, you know, well, like that look, was like when he sort of came on the scene and he was all like all torso basically. <laughs> Uh, you would like this podcast. It's a, a couple of American uh, girls who are right up there with their film knowledge um, and work in the industry. It's called I Love It But I Hate It and they okay. revisit old films and sort of see how they've dated but also um, just really relish everything they loved about them the first time around. And, okay. yeah, uh, hot Brendan Fraser is something they really loved about it. But, um, but yeah, it was one of the you know, first examples of trying to get that cartoonish, like, and he crashed into a tree, which probably would, you know, in real, real life, break lots of bones and be quite problematic. But <laughs> uh, the that episode just, you know, for starters, you had the hilarious um, narrator kind of commentating everything like, oh, and it's fine. And then you had so many just layers upon layers of uh, cartoonish sound effects and, and, uh, just Brendan Fraser's face as well could contort sort of almost Jim Carrey style to make it, well, uh, I guess he's not injured. He kind of looks adorable and, yeah. Know, so, yeah. Slightly it, dazed. It made yeah. me think, um, yeah, obviously you can get away with a lot more in cartoon than you can in film. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it makes me hope that, yeah, eventually uh, live action uh, Bluey, much like, you know, the Lion King's done, I suppose. Oh, wasn't that <laughs> you creepy? Like, I've been watching yeah, no, that. I, I don't I actually want that to happen. Weird. Yeah, no. no yeah, no, no, I, no. St- I still haven't gone there with the live-action Lion King. Um, I It didn't need updating. It really didn't in my mind. But, um, like, it's amazing, but it's kind of like watching a weird documentary. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's sort of like David Attenborough gone wrong. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's just my opinion. Um, yeah. <laughs> we've still got nits. Hooray. Mary, how do you feel about uh, speaking of, you know, these acts of violence tying things up uh, and smashing and hershing people sort of gone wrong? How do you feel <sighs> Look- about being tied upside down covered in water balloons and then flour like to me it's like it's like the worst elements of like paintballing almost Mm, in one backyard activity I I don't yeah I've got to say as Bingo so bravely found her voice and described exactly (laughs) the layers of torture she wanted to lay on Bandit I was wondering how it was going to play when we do finally see him in the backyard um he is 
he's not tied up the swing. He's just hanging upside down on the swing. So yeah. it, there's, yeah, there's, I feel like still there a, is a level, level of, of consent, bandit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is always so important. Yes. Um, but yeah, you know, water balloons, like, Kids throw them at each other all the time. I, I'd say Bandit can probably cop it. Um, the flower, I think, is probably where I would be drawing the line because how do you get that out of oh. everything? Like, you know, these guys don't wear clothes, but getting it out of fur, just even like are they just going to have it dreadlocks in the next uh, episode? Like, how's this going to go? Well, they are at the hairdressers, so, you know, they're in well, the right place yeah. to get it sorted. But, um, he oh. might, yeah, he might be going uh, uh, number one after this. I'll tell you what, it, it wouldn't. I wouldn't be taking him for a cup of tea straight after. You would be insisting that there was a warm shower or something in between, wouldn't you, just to, <laughs> like, you know, because otherwise you're going to get these claggy puddles all through the house mm. and I don't, I don't feel good about that. So uh, it's so funny, but talking about you know going to that extreme um, cartoonized level, I loved the girls delivering this final punishment. Uh, is almost Powerpuff Girls style, like yes. the um, the anime backgrounds and um, them, you know, sort of leaping through the air to deliver the flower and the um, water balloons. Mm. But then uh, Bandit at the end of it. Um, covered in flour, but you can see bags under his eyes from yeah. the trauma, like almost um, <laughs> Charlie Brown kind of peanut style. So, yeah, I love how many how many kind of nods to ye olde cartoons are in this one. Um, but yeah, the I feel like I needed a cup of tea after this. It was traumatic to watch. <laughs> Yeah, I am totally with you, Mary. I sort of came away from this because after every single episode of Bluey, um, you know, the kids were trying to uh, reenact different bits of it and my first thought was, oh, my God, what are they going to want to do to replicate this episode? Am I going to get attacked by cricket bats and fly swats? Am I going to be, you know, even just forced to get pink paint put in my hair uh, or something like that? Like. Oh. I did wonder what that was. Um, I think you're right. Paint, like yeah, paint maybe, or I don't even know conditioner <laughs> maybe, or yeah, it was. Um, it reminded me a bit of those. Um, oh, what were they? The you know the really bright colours that people used to get in their hair. The muck, uh, muck or um, yeah, yeah, that maybe. rings a bell. Um, yeah, like there was a paint box style yeah, of them on the supermarket shelf. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, never um, worked in a dark brunette hair very well. I was no. always so disappointed. But yeah. you did but have yeah. you did have bright pink hair at one stage in our <laughs> friendship, though. Very briefly, but um, yeah, that was that was a hairdresser's job. So yeah, perhaps um, perhaps that hairdresser was channeling Bluey as she uh, painted me pink, but. <laughs> Um, don't know if I'd do it now, but Chili seems pretty unperturbed uh, by that and perhaps she knows where this episode is going to go, that while she's just, you know, hairdresser salon style, just sitting there with the foil in her ears waiting um, patiently, she knows that, yeah, Bandit's going to be 
taking the lion's share of the punishment and she can just chill with the magazine. Like she plays this episode beautifully. This is the perfect game, I feel. She has nailed parenting because she's participating. She's, you know, got a couple of hair clips in her hair, but, yeah, she is uh, able to sit back and relax. I'm down with that. Hello. I don't have any nits. Would you like to have a cup of tea with me? Well, how could I resist that offer? Shall we? After watching this episode, Will was obsessed with combing and drying my hair with the hairdryer for a little while. Yeah. It actually wasn't as terrible as what I thought it could be. Um, Yeah. Sort of like as long as I combed it first and then I gave him hair. And actually it was very sweet when he first did it. He combed my hair for a little bit and... He combed it all forward, so it was sort of like cousinish. And then uh-huh. he just stood back <laughs> and looked at me and said, "Mummy, you look beautiful." <laughs> and I was uh, like, "That is the way to any mum's heart, especially mine." So, um, <laughs> yeah, cousin it or not, styling. Um, that is awesome. Do your boys play hairdresser with you, Mare? It has never happened. Um, and they're very anti having their hair brushed or washed or anything like that. So I think they're just, you know, in the kind of camp of just don't bring it up. Uh, so, yeah, if they if, if they ever had that inclination, I'd say they probably buried it. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know if I would want that to happen. Um, it would probably promote grooming generally I don't brush my hair so it's not surprising that it hasn't occurred to them to brush it so um yeah look, brushing I, hair we're in lockdown you just literally like what day day one after you wash you might brush it and then like it just gets to be a messier and messier top knot every day in my uh yeah in my experience are you sure it's not just dandruff don't move Bluey, maybe we could um um I don't actually have a big house. We haven't talked about the finding your voice and finding your ears. Mm. Did you identify with Bluey or Bingo in this episode Um, or were you seeing what plays out with your kids, Kate? (sighs) Look, I've never been short of words. I think um, (laughs) that's, you know, Gemini, journalist, you know, you name it. Uh, I'm ticking that box. Um, all the talking boxes. All the talking boxes. But, um, yeah, strong opinions loosely held. Um, my kids, well, lift, lift is nonverbal. So, you know, like uh, I guess if we were going down that path and I'm, I'm really reflecting on this in the moment, you know, we have had to do a lot of work to help her find her voice and um, that's ranged from you know, trying to uh, teach her sign language and doing music therapy and now she's just started doing a lot of verbal approximations, um, which are basically like, you know, so she might say at it and that means sandwich or, or oh, and that's toast. And she just repeats them to us constantly. You can tell that she's so frustrated by us because she's like, I've told you this one before. <laughs> and, like, sometimes she'll be like, I'll be like, I don't know what that one is, and she'll she'll go through, like, similar words. Like, so the other day she was saying something like, I don't know, it was something in the fridge, sausage. Um, and I was like, I don't know what you're saying, Liam. And she's like, oh, it, oh, it. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, 
toast. I'm like, okay, toast, cheese, cheese. <laughs> and then she's like pointing to the fridge. Oh, eh, oh, eh. I'm like, okay, sausage. Uh, All right, we got it. So, you know, like helping your child find your voice uh, for us has been a little bit trickier. So for Will, like even though he's a bit language delayed, uh, he's actually just so easy. I'm just like, oh, yeah, you're, you're basically speaking words. So, you know, we're, we're there. I'm used to trying to decode like tiny little sound inferences and then translating them to everyone else. So um, what about your kids, Mare? I mean, Bond's not shy. Ah, uh, no. And like, he he chats away, but I guess, yeah, at, at different stages and when you've got different kids at different stages, like you can see how this would happen pretty easily and even like I find myself having to find my ears because mm. I'm so used to Cass not talking and now he's finally stringing a few kind of half words together um, and when you're not kind of expecting that or attuned to that it's a bit you do kind of like oh you're the one that doesn't talk you just babble away and then you see <laughs> him getting more and more frustrated and like oh no okay you you are saying something <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, You're really so, trying to tell me now, okay? Yeah, and uh, yeah, hell hath no fury like a like a not so baby ignored. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I see. Um, I can see why Chili's trying to get pretty proactive in this one. Like it is a bit of a different approach, um, considering how hands off um, Bandit and Chili usually are. Mm-hmm. She really does see. This, this needs intervention or bingo will just be railroaded for the rest of her life by Bluey. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a, good, it's a good episode to see, to remind parents that sometimes you do have to change tack, I guess. Bluey. Yeah? I'm so happy you're not talking over bingo. Yeah, I'm helping her find her voice. I know, but if you talk for her, she won't find it either. Oh. So what should I do? You have to find your ears. They're on my head. Just even that lesson, you know, finding your ears. I like. I always like how um, Blue manages to break down quite tricky concepts into very understandable language for kids. Mm. So that's a good one, yeah. Um, Will tries to talk for Olivia a lot. Uh, he'll be like, oh, no, Livy wants this. And I'll be like, no, 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 I don't think she does. We need to listen. But I should probably try the you need to find your ears as the follow-up thing. Yeah. It's it's pretty catchy. I really like it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of catchy, and I'm so excited to talk about this off the back of this episode. Yes. Um, have you ever heard the phrase awesome cool name? <laughs> Is this like Bodie McBoatface sort of thing? (laughs) Well, it is uh, a whole category of TV trope, uh, which um, I think maybe way back at the start of Got to Be Done, we talked a bit about TV tropes and some of the common things you see on, you know, on all the entertainment we consume, but particularly in kids' TV, like you think your birthday's been forgotten, but actually it was a surprise party or yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing that just gets used over and over again. TVtropes.org is a website that just has every single thing that's ever happened on our screens broken down um, to the the most basic categories and there is an entry for bluey and like i i say entry this is this is comprehensive pretty much anything that has happened in bluey that could be considered a tv trope is on there and it is just 
glorious. That was, so that is like a time cool suck of hours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's I have just been deep diving it, just like love like it. Jack stroking in honey or something like that. It's just so <laughs> happy making. Um, so awesome McCool name is one example, and in this episode it's uh, Bert Hansom, of course. Uh, Romeo McFlourish yeah. is another one. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I didn't jump in and see, you know, other sort of common examples of that, but what's that um, sort of teen movie where uh, he calls himself McAwesome or McCool? Um, it's a terrible movie. It's got Jonah Hill in it, but I'm sure oh. everyone knows what I'm talking is about. Like a, um, is that like a hot tub time machine or something like that? Or uh, no, something like that. Jonah I don't Hill. know. They're all the same to me. He puts it on his fake license. I can't remember what it is, but anyway, um, I feel like this one... is Jump Street in 22 Jump Street, maybe, or whatever it is. Uh, is it uh yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm not going to get it. It's, okay. <laughs> I'm sure he has many movies. I'm sure I probably don't like any of them, but I, I do. I can't remember what that one is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, excellent research yet again by Mary. Um, another trope that jumps out or that's listed um, for this episode is the is the a fourth wall break in the title. Yeah. So um, like we talked about in Tickle Crabs where Bandit stops Bluey saying that this episode of Bluey is called Tickle Crabs because he doesn't want to play Tickle Crabs. In this one, it's this episode's called Hairdressers, but then Bluey uh, redoes the title and this episode's now called Knits. Knits. So, uh, so, yeah, it's kind of playing on the fact that the characters know that there's titles to their life or, yeah, yeah so... um. And we've talked about as well, like how often characters break the fourth wall, like mum in um, Granny's when she uh, gets confronted by uh, Janet and Rita. Bingo. Yeah, 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 of course. So um, it's just that yeah, one just- withering look that really just it sets it off perfectly, really. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I would to- I would definitely recommend everyone just googling bluey TV tropes and getting lost in this joy as much as I think we already have. Um, one that isn't in this episode, but I really wanted to shout it out because we've talked about it before. Mm. Um, it's called Theme Tune Cameo, where oh. as in Bluey, uh, we've seen Chili whistling the Bluey theme tune. Yeah, in Hammer Barn um, and uh, somewhere else too. Can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. it's happened. Yeah, it's definitely happened a couple of times. Um, but yeah, apparently that is something in the animated Batman series of yesteryear uh, that the Joker would do, kind of um, hum away his own sort of uh, theme tune. So yeah, there you go. Um, and I'm sure it happens in all sorts of places but yeah uh, just a really fun thing to explore you can probably tell I'm a bit too excited about it but (laughs) no I'm uh so excited about getting lost in all these tv tropes and um maybe we should try and do something with that more than just like (laughs) I want to know who put them all together because uh Obviously, we spend a lot of time thinking and talking about Bluey, but um, someone else has obviously put in a fair bit of time doing all this ana- analysis. So if it was you, sing out. and yeah, uh, show yourself. We want to talk. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a date, I think. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, we'll give you a trophy for being so handsome. Um, yeah. Can't wait. Good plan. Yeah. 
I have no notes on the music except it was nice. I'm pretty sure this theme's been used before in another episode, but I couldn't work out which one. It so. did sound really familiar. Was there a bit of almost um organ music going on? Was that the vibe you were getting? Um, I have oh. no idea how you do that, by the way. You, c- you can still have the tune in your head when the tune isn't playing. Yeah. Yeah. You're in I, I, a I, I don't know. I don't know what that was. I, I just assumed it was like a keyboard, but, you know. Um, no, that's plausible too. Perhaps I'm yeah. uh, There was a really nice sort of um, lull sort of bit where, um, yeah, they really stripped back everything when Bandit's still sort of um, deciding whether he wants to go on with the game and the music, which has been sort of consistent through the episode, really drops away. It's almost like this moment of is the music going to change and then when he says oh I'm still so witchy the music just comes roaring back into this <laughs> joyous knit theme uh let's call it oh and, joyous um, knit so witchy. <laughs> oh god um uh, I'm just I'm so itchy right now and I'm really yeah, like I, I know it's you. psychosomatic and I just want to like yeah itch anyway that's okay um we haven't seen anyone, so we can't possibly have any. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, let's just leave it at that. In that, the music's nice. It's by Josh Bush, and he is awesome as always. So yeah, perfect summary. <laughs> um, Kate, uh, I think we got there. I, I'm pretty sure we have the same amount of parasites now as we had at the start of this episode. So <laughs> we're rocking it. If you want to tell us about uh, parasite theories, TV tropes, or anything else, <laughs> you should definitely check in on all our socials. We're at Bluey Pod on Insta, at Bluey Podcast on Twitter. Got to be done the Bluey Podcast on Facebook. And you can drop us an email. It's BlueyPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and we've been hearing from people, uh, but I feel like I've passed the stage where we're going to do mailbag. So, yep. We'll, we'll do a big mailbag next week. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, oh, can you try tell that I'm just trying to get away from this microphone and scratch? I know, um, I know. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. It's been an itchy um, pleasure, but a pleasure. And uh, I look forward to scratching this itch of seeing you hopefully in person super soon, lady. Uh, so. That would be lovely. In the meantime, it's got to be done. Bye. I want to. Throw water balloons at him and then cover him in 